Welcome to the Reverse Selling Podcast, where real estate agents, salespeople, and entrepreneurs come to learn the best tactics and strategies to grow their business. Hosted by the creator of the Reverse Selling Methodology, Brandon Morinan. All right, so today, you guys, I've got another one of our agents in our coaching program. He's got another amazing story he's going to share with you guys today. So I'm excited to introduce you to Joel Androna. Joel, welcome to the show, my friend. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So let's jump right into it. What uh, what market are you in, Joel, and, and how long have you actually been selling real estate? Uh, well, currently, I'm in Hilton Head, South Carolina. We do Hilton Head, Lofton, um, up to Beaufort, Savannah, Georgia. Uh, Pooler, Georgia, Wilmington Island, Tabby Island, so pretty much that whole general area. So do you you got to be dual licensed then in a couple in, in two couple states? Yeah, that's right. That's cool. Uh, I didn't and, know that. And yeah, for uh, for the licensed in, in in Georgia, you don't really need to do anything except for turn in your paperwork from South Carolina. So because you get reciprocity in that state. Yeah, and I actually got my South Carolina license uh, from Kansas, and I didn't have to take the. Uh, um, the national test. I just had to take the the state test. So that's amazing. I didn't know that. That's very very cool. And and how long have you been in the business now? Oh boy, I've, let me see. In Kansas, about a year, and then I moved out here. So maybe on a year and a half, a little bit less, something like that. Got um, it. Approximately. Cool. So so the first thing I'm always I want to kind of talk through Joel because uh, I'm very interested about what you thought the real estate business was like versus what it actually is like. Because I think what happens is a lot of people are drawn to get into the business, Joel, under uh, a belief system or under expectations that are just not the reality. Can you kind of talk through both of those of like what you thought it was and what it actually is like? Uh, Well, you know, I had uh, no ideas of what it really was whenever I first started. It was just something that kind of happened. I was... uh, um, so I've taught, I've done martial arts all my life. So I, you know, back in Kansas, I had a, a couple of schools that uh, I taught karate in. And uh, at the same time, I was working for the state. So I had a, a government job with good benefits and a good pay type thing. Um, but that ended up not working out. And then after that, one of my karate students was actually a realtor, top producer realtor in the area. And she's who really uh, got me into it. Um, but I mean, at that point, I mean, I really had no uh, no concept or no understanding of like prospecting or, you know, going after leads. It was just kind of like one of those things where I was like teaching karate, doing that, you know, full time, making my money doing that. And then, you know, through students and, and basically my sphere of influence, I was getting deals. Um, got so. it. Got it. So you didn't you didn't really come from a sales background like like the being direct sales, you had no concept of what that meant before you got into the business. Is that right? Uh, pretty much. I had like some small sales job at a like a small at a mall in a kiosk um, a couple of years ago. But other than that, as far as like a sales job, well, and I guess you know having a karate school that's considered sales as well, right? Um, but nothing like this for sure. So, so that's an interesting place to start this conversation, Joel, because I think that's a really good expectation. I believe that real estate is indeed and or in fact a direct sales business. Many people like to debate that and think real estate is something else, right or wrong, good or bad. Do you believe it's a sales career or do you think it's something different? Oh, it's definitely a sales job. That's for sure. Why do you think people feel like like they try to, to sell you something that this isn't? 
maybe because sales has such a bad rap or a bad name, I think people in the industry want to like hide the fact that being a real estate agent means you are a salesperson. Why do you think people try to do that? I think a lot of it is with like uh, things that people see on the internet. They, they think it's like cool. It's fun. It's uh, like you say, it's a sexy business when in reality, you know, you got people cussing you out on the phone and um, you got to deal with fun clients and all that good stuff. So I think for the most part, it's just the perception the media kind of throws out there. Yeah, I think and, you're right. And people, you know, even with people who do know a lot of people and have a big sphere of influence, it's like, well, you still got to do the sales part of it. You know, you still have to call them and you still have to be familiar with the transaction process and all that fun stuff. So yeah, you got to know the market. You got to know what to say when you get to the appointment. It doesn't matter how you generate your business. At some point, you're going to have to know how to communicate what it is that you do. And so I think people's perspective of what sales is and what it is not is something that's that's probably debated. But uh, make no mistake about it. For people watching this, I mean, real estate is a direct, what I say, a direct outbound sales business. And so being in this business now for about a year and a half, how would you, Joel respond to people that are giving advice that tell new real estate agents, oh, you don't have to prospect. You don't have to pick up the phone. You could just post on Facebook once in a while on Instagram and you can appear to be successful, but you actually don't have to talk to people to actually win in this business. No, you definitely have to talk to people. That's for sure. And you know, the people saying that stuff, they're not marketing to people who are getting it, you know, people who are actually producing their marketing to other people. So that's, I think those are, they have to kind of watch out for that. See, you know, which, because the people who are, you know, doing a lot of transactions and making and actually making sales, you know, they're not, I mean, yeah, of course, content marketing is part of the strategy, but they're not, they're not saying that stuff. Um, They're trying to get the people who, who, you know, think it's going to be easy and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally agree. So, so let's kind of walk through kind of what your business looks like today. What lead sources are you prospecting today right now? Uh, well, I really like the Fizbos. I'm uh, pretty determined to get really, really good at that just because, you know, where I'm at, I'm kind of central, you know, so back in Kansas, I would drive an hour and a half to get to a small, um, you know, 50, 60, $70,000, $80,000 home. Of course, there were some higher ones, but uh, you know, I drive that far here where I'm at. If I drive an hour and a half, two hours, I'm getting to another city that's a million people. You know, if I go south to Jacksonville, you know, that's a million and a half people. So I'm not afraid to make that drive. So I really like the Fizbos. Um, I don't like doing expires very much. I don't know. I just, uh, I just don't really love it. Um, other than that, uh, absentee owners is something that I'm starting to get into right now. Got it. Um, I love it. And, and, you know, just circle prospecting, you know, for, for like, if we have an open house event, sometimes it's kind of hard because certain community or a lot of communities are gated. So they don't, you can't really do that stuff. Uh, but if we have a good listing in a good area, you know, I'll call every single neighbor, you know, try and, you know, stir up some business that way. So I love it. I love it. Good for you. And so, so far this year, what does your business look like? I mean, I think we're making this uh, at the beginning of May. And so uh, listings taken, listings sold, buyer controlled sales, what does your business production look like year to date? Well, I actually, so let's see, I moved here December 15th. I actually got here on the 15th of December. Um, by the time I got my license, by the time everything was all said and done, I think it was February 15th. Oh, wow. Maybe. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I took a little bit. I had to retake the test uh, two times. 
Um, let me see. So I think by the time everything was all said and done and I was ready to rock and roll, it was mid-February, the beginning of March, something like that. Um, so I've really been licensed in South Carolina for what, two, three months now? Yeah, not um, even really, like 40, 45, 50 days. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And then it's been such a lear- learning curve, that's for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. But for right now, I think I've had one listing. I've got that sold. Uh, I have one transaction buyer side closed, and I have two more transactions buyer sides that are supposed to close uh, this month. So good for you. I mean, that's I mean that that's that's great production because that's essentially what four closings in about fifty days. Yeah, that's I'm I'm hoping to get about two a month. That's my that's my goal for the year. I love it. And if you do that, so 24 sales in your market, what does that generate in income for you roughly? Oh, you know, I haven't even really thought about it. Um, well, I mean, it just kind of depends the size of the house. There's, you know, all over the place, you know, there are things that are 150 K, you know, the median is about three fifty or so. Okay. Um, and then of course you have the really nice places that are five, six, seven, eight mil. So, yeah. Um, you, you know, hopefully ideally, hundred K. Um, but I'm, I'm a pretty modest person. I'm pretty content. So, um, anything is better than being broke. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And, and that's, what's so funny. That's why I wanted to jump on this with you, Joel, because I wanted to, you know, in our coaching call, I think this week, I just like the way you view life because a lot of, I think real estate agents, you, you said it beautifully in our coaching call. Uh, you, and I forget exactly how you said it, but there's so many people that think like, it's just about the grind. It's just about the grind. It's just about the grind. And you and I had a very nice conversation about, you know, h- how to build a nice business with having some balance. And that's really what I wanted to talk about. Can you kind of bring me back to that conversation or the way you view your business and your life so that we can kind of make some sense of it from a mindset perspective? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, you got to take care of yourself first off. You that's know? right. Um, cause it, even if you're not feeling a, a particularly good a day and you go and you prospect, you could have some really good prospects, but your mood might throw it off and you might not, you know, do as good as you possibly could. Um, yeah, you, you gotta take care of yourself. You know, you have to um, have a lot of pride in yourself. You have to love yourself. If you don't love yourself and nobody else is going to love you at the same time, you have to think highly of yourself because if you don't think highly of yourself, well, none of your clients and nobody else around you is going to think highly of yourself. Um, so, I mean, me personally, I like to be really balanced, you know, I mean, that's kind of why we're in this career, why we're, we're, you know, working for ourselves essentially. So that way, whenever, you know, you want to take a day off, you can go do that. You know, you can go hang out at the beach and, you know, just mess around for the day or, um, you know, so. I love it, dude. I mean, because you're, you're so right and you're so honest and you're so authentic. That's why I love the, the conversations that we have, because, so many people want to fake it and be like, oh, just respect the hustle, respect the grind. You know, you got to grind, grind, grind. Which, to your point, I think what you're saying, if I'm hearing you right, is like everyone has different goals. You know what I mean? And it's not the amount of money or the amount of things that makes people happy. It's different things that cause fulfillment in different ways. And the way that you look at things, the lens you look through is something I really, really respect. So, can you walk us through, Joel, maybe a typical day for you and, and what that looks like from a schedule perspective? Yeah. So, 
I, I like to get my workout in, in the morning every single day. And usually it's Monday through Friday and Saturday. I kind of, you know, sleep in just a little bit. I got things to do in the morning, but I like to just relax. And lately I've been thinking, well, maybe I just need to be consistent all the way through because if I sleep in Saturday and Sunday, come Monday, it's like, oh, I got to wake up at 5.30, you know? So typically I wake up at 5.30. I try to get to the gym by six, you know, ideally 5.45. Um, but I try to get to the gym by six, 7.15, I'm done drive back home, 7.30, we have a, a team meeting. Um, at eight o'clock, I have a role play. At 8.30, I have another role play. Um, then after that, by the time I'm done, that's nine o'clock. Um, and I know people say you gotta hit the phones eight o'clock, like that's, that's a holy grail. Um, but for me, it's like, I really like my morning rituals and I feel like that's an important part of, you know, making myself happy is going to the gym. I, I, you know, I do these role plays afterwards. I like to have like a little meditation session just to get my mind right. Take my cold shower. I like to make sure I dress up just fine. So that way I'm, you know, in the right state of mind for the rest of my day. Um, so I usually try to hit the phones by about, by about 10 o'clock, do a little bit of prospecting, follow up. And then it just kind of depends. I, I do a jujitsu a couple of times a week. I go to practice, you know, Mondays and Tuesdays. And then after that, I mean, it just kind of depends appointments or just, you know, making sure I clean up my mess after prospecting or, you know, following, following up or putting things inside my KB core and all that good stuff. So it's phenomenal, man. Again, I just, uh, it's inspiring just listening to you, whether you know this or not, because there's a lot of peace that I think, at least I find when I hear you saying that, because the thing that really, you know, speaks to me, Joel, when I hear that is like, I find great joy in that morning that you just talked about. Like, I love the morning. Like, so I'm doing, you know, I work out every single day right now. I'm doing five days a week, but I walk, but I walk 10 to 15,000 steps seven days a week. And I wake up early seven days a week and I just absolutely love it. And when you speak to it, hearing somebody else talk about it, it just brings me to a place of like fulfillment. And it sounds like for you, it's something you place a lot of value in and you've built a business around that fulfillment instead of what so many people try to do is they try to force this business into their life and it doesn't, there's no longevity. They burn out so quick. And I think it's one of the main reasons why people quit real estate. Um, would you agree with that conceptually? Yeah, definitely. You know, you got to make time for yourself. Um, for me, it's like doing the things that I like and that things that make me happy eternally. And then, you know, tightening up and just getting rid of all the extra dead space, or just the waste of time and whatnot. So that's good. So, so when you prospect at 10, uh, are you going for, you do like an hour block, take a break? Like what time will you actually, when you, if you start at 10, what time will you prospect till? Uh, you know, I, I've had a couple of different coaches and some of them say, you know, do 45 minute uh, blocks, take 15 minutes. But me personally, I like to hit it hard for two hours. Yeah. Go from, from 10 to 12. Then at that point, if everything goes to, goes down in the dumps, at least I've gotten two hours of prospecting. And um, Mm-hmm. So I like to do that. And just recently, because I listened to one of your other uh, interviews with somebody else in the program, I've uh, added a calling session Wednesdays, Wednesday evenings from like five to seven. So this is going to be my first week doing that. Cool. So your first late nights tonight. Yep. Yeah. I think one late night per week is great. I think two Saturday sessions per month is really nice. You add some really good contacts into the month. And I think that'll really help you tr- uh, uh, build a nice pipeline. 
do you have a goal every day with the amount of conversations or appointments or like, what is your mindset? What is the affirmations? What is the self-talk? Like, how do you know if you had a good day or not? Are you just focused on two hours a day and let the results take care of themselves? You know, at first I I was really like tracking my numbers. Um, I have it here somewhere, but I I did like all the contacts, actual conversations I've had, all the actual emails that I've had, all the dials, all the different contacts. Um, And that was kind of based off of circle prospecting. And then I really started to get into like uh, the FISBOs. And then I realized, well, you know, a a FISBO contact is different than a circle prospect. It's it's like different value. So I kind of had a hard time of figuring that out. After a while, I just kind of, you know, I know I shouldn't, but I I stopped tracking my numbers for the most part. For now, it's just, you know, trying to at least get two hours every single day. And then, you know, the law of averages or whatever will kind of play out. So which I think is smart. I mean, we talk about detaching from the outcome all the time and all you can control are the two hours. You right. can't control how many people pick up the phone in that two hours. You can't control anything. All you can control is that Joel, his behavior says that he's going to prospect for two hours, get it done, and he's going to let the results and the outcomes take care of themselves. So so let's talk about uh, some of the skills part of this business. When you're on the phone, with a for sale by owner or making a circle prospecting phone call or whatever lead source you're calling, what is the approach? What is the mindset? And what is your goal, Joel, on these phone calls? Yeah. um, You know, if I'm doing circle prospecting or I'm calling absentee owners or whatever, it's basically just, you know, to to try and have a good conversation. Um, Ideally, I'd like to try to get an email and, uh, I mean, just kind of see if they're interested in selling most of the time. I mean, it's, it's for absentee owners, it's kind of yes, maybe no. It's, it's pretty straightforward. Um, if it's no, then that's okay. You know, you got to shuffle through the no's to get to the yes. If it's a maybe, I'll definitely try to get that email. Um, and if I don't get the email, usually at the end of every call, I ask, hey, you know, it sounds like you're pretty happy where you're at now. You're probably not looking to make a move. Am I right? And then they usually say, yeah, I'm like, okay, totally respect that. Would it be all right if I got back with you towards the end of the year? You know, maybe things change or maybe you run into somebody. And I think I've only ever had like two people tell me no. Um, so that's usually the approach that I take if I can't get the email. Um, for FISBOs though, I definitely follow your strategy and I do your script. Uh, the new script that you put out, I haven't used that yet. I, I really just like the, the, the regular script that we use for the most part. Um, and my mindset to that is get an email or get an appointment, um, whether if it's a listing appointment or even just a preview appointment, that's okay. Because I feel like if it, even if it's a preview appointment and I'm there in person, they get to see me, I get to, you know, explain the backup plan to them. I think that really builds a connection. I love it. I love it. And so that makes a lot of sense. Now, can you walk us through how your typical FISBO appointment goes? Like when you get to the appointment, walk us through uh, what typically happens there. Well, I mean, for the most part, we get there everywhere. You know, I've had everybody be pretty friendly for the most part so far. Um, just kind of have them walk me through the house, take some notes, um, you know, just try to build some rapport with them. Um, then afterwards, I, you know, when we're all done, I say, hey, Mr. Seller, you have a really beautiful house. I think you guys are going to have a really good chance of selling this on your own. I did a little bit of homework on your neighborhood and on your house. Can I share that with you? And then they say yes. And I go into the, the whole days on the market thing. And then afterwards, I, I say, hey, you know, really appreciate your time. Um, here's a copy of my backup plan. And I kind of just go over that really quickly. The 
client satisfaction guarantee, the different commission, uh, flexible commission. And then after that, I'm kind of on my way. And then at that point, it's just a game of follow-up. I love it. I love it. Now, before you leave, are you uh, planting any type of seed? Do you, do you get to the conversation, Joel, where you say, hey, if you guys get to a point where maybe you can't sell on your own, would you consider maybe meeting again with me down the road? Anything like that right now? Um, not so much at the preview because I, and you know, maybe I should reiterate and ask that again, but I established that during the first call. Perfect. I say, Hey, you know, um, you know, with the market being so hot, I'm sure you're probably going to have no issues selling the house for whatever reason, a couple of weeks, 30, 60, 90 days go by and you can't sell it. You know, at that point, would you be open to maybe looking at other options? Um, and I run the play regardless what they say. Love so it. even because even if they say no, I've had people say no, and I go on to the next part, and I'm like, hey, no problem, that's cool, you know, don't even worry about it. I'll touch base from time to time. I'll send you a copy of my backup plan so that way you can check it out. And if you want to talk about it in the future, a couple months, even a year from now, then we can. Then is that cool? And then usually they say yeah, and I get an email. Um, so I, I run the play from beginning to end, regardless of what they say, whenever they say it. Yeah, so smart because we're dealing with reflex resistance all the time. Most untrained salespeople hear that and they take it literally and they think they're not interested when they're actually very interested, but they're not leading on to that just yet. So, so you go to the appointment, you've got a nice, you open up a nice relationship. Can you walk us through high level? What are you doing to follow up and stay top of mind to earn a listing or a listing appointment down the road? Well, that's something that I'm fine tuning right now. Um, so I think that's kind of where I need to work on as a follow-up. Cool. Um, just, just being super consistent on Mondays. Um, sometimes it doesn't, I don't get all of them on Monday, but I'll try to get them in on Tuesday. Um, of course, the, the weekly text, the weekly email, and uh, you know, the initial letter, I send them a handwritten letter as soon as I meet them. So that's, that's kind of what I'm doing for the follow-up at this point. Love it. I love it. Cool. So, so you know, we talked about you wanting to get to your goal this year in a brand new market, um, 24 closed transactions. You know, if you could go back and start and get your license all over again, go back a year and a half, knowing what you know now, what advice would this Joel give the Joel a year and a half ago that maybe Joel, some agents watching this now could benefit from? Uh really is to, I mean, I don't know, that's a good question, um, to prospect, to have an understanding of uh, an idea or a concept of what prospecting means, whether it's your own sphere of influence or whether it's, you know, whatever. Um, because I mean, for the first year, I, I, I'd never picked up the phone, not even once. Um, I had no concept of what it was really uh, until I got ready to move out here to South Carolina. So that's, yeah. you know, and if I would have prospected the way that I am now back in Kansas, then I mean, things would have been completely different, but it's good because everything works out exactly how it's supposed to. So that's a good point. That's, a, I was just going to say the same thing. I mean, do you think you, well, here, let me add us to this way. You kind of just said exactly what I was going to bring up. Do you think that it took you learning what you've learned up until this point to get to where you are now? Meaning, the learning absolutely is in the doing for, for you to, in theory, we could say, yeah, agent, new agent, you need to pick up the phone and prospect. But I think what you're saying is it took you a year, year and a half to really understand conceptually where you are today. And without going through that, you would have never got to where you're at right now. Is that kind of what you're saying? 
Yeah, that's for sure. Definitely. It um, is interesting. Yeah, especially out here. I mean, it's just, you know, the town that I was in, you know, hour drive, hour and a half drive, I can probably reach a total of like 50,000 people, maybe, or maybe a little bit more. Um, but here, there's like, I got millions and millions of people at my disposal. So that's cool. What, what, why did you move? I never, I've never, you never told me that. Um, well, I mean, I was just kind of at a point in my life. I was, you know, 26, getting ready to turn 27. And, you know, small town Kansas, I just kind of figured like, hey, man, if you want to do something, if you want to get out, you know, now's the time to do it. You know, you don't have kids, you're not married, you know, go out, and, you know, see what's up with the world and see what you can find out there. So I mean, I have a little bit of family out here. So this is why I chose this area. Yeah. You have such a nice outlook in life. That's just my opinion. I, I really mean that though, Joel. Um, h- how is your discipline for martial arts uh, translating into your real estate business? Yeah, that definitely helps me out a lot. Um, and, and, you know, really the martial arts is, you know, what got me to this point. Cause I mean, through that, I met the broker that got me into real estate. Um, as far as the discipline, um, it's just really staying tough in the mind, um, you know, being true to yourself um, and just kind of staying with the emotions, staying centered instead of letting it swing from side to side. Because this industry, um, this career will really, really, you know, if you let it, it'll mess you up. Yeah, that's great advice. I mean, that that is really key because you're right. I think that, oof, I mean, it's, it can be such an emotional business through the ups and downs of, oh, I set an appointment you're on top of the world. They call you back an hour later, they cancel. You're on the, you want to quit real estate. And I think to your point, if you could stay in the middle and just keep doing your job every day, letting the law of large numbers take care of itself, letting averages take care of, of itself, you can build a nice income and a nice career in this business. So listen, Joel, uh, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to do this and pouring back into the industry. The, there's so many agents that will watch this and get inspiration from this interview. So, dude, I want to thank you for taking time to do this. For sure. I want to thank you for having me on here. It was you know, really an honor. I've been following you on Facebook since you had about 5,000 followers, and now you almost have like 20,000 followers. So that's pretty cool. Um, I want to give a shout out real quick to uh, my first broker, Bobby Higgs and Faulkner Real Estate out in Kansas for you know, getting, getting me into this. If it weren't for you guys, then you know, who knows what's up. So. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. So listen, I'm looking forward. I mean, I really believe, Joel, that this is just the beginning for you. Like with your mindset and now your new skills that you're developing, I think that if you and I did this again this time next year, I think the story will continue to just go deeper and deeper, more and more exciting. So uh, I'll plan on doing that. I'll plan on seeing you in our next coaching call. And Joel, thank you so much, man. Have a great, great week. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it. You have a good one. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. All right, later, man. See you guys. For more tips and advice on how you can grow your business, be sure to follow Brandon on YouTube and Instagram at Brandon Mulrennan.